Hey there, Audrey here, a talking melancholy podcast, spicy young girl. Just wanted to catch you before the episode starts and let you know that there's going to be some audio issues. You see, my mic decided to do a real big crap out for our record, and while Craig did his best to fix what he could, it still sounds like I'm yelling through a soup can down a narrow hallway. But it's still got the good bands in it. So please enjoy it however you can. I guess if you come to this podcast expecting quality production, then April Fools! The Otaku Melancholy Podcast, the anime podcast that, much like other things in this world, just doesn't seem to end no matter how much you want it to. My name is Matt, and they call me on the high seas, uh, 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 Great Matt Matterson the Matty Mac Matterson. And I'm Audrey, and just like a certain person who ate a certain fruit, I'm also a stretch. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, well, uh, you're here. You can read what the title is. We're doing. But that's not gonna help you this time. Ooh, no. you, thought, you thought it was. You thought it was one piece, but guess what? You're already here. We were. <laughs> but guess what? It's not one piece. April Fools, you stupid person. The great bamboozle. We got you after two years. We got you to read, and it doesn't matter. It was all for this moment. You were like, I'm going to learn about One Piece. But no, we're reviewing the hit, the very hit, number one slice of life comedy anime out there. Tonari no Seinfeirudo. Woo! OVA series season one. <laughs> Bitch. You were all comfortable. You were safe. You would learn to be literate. And you were like, I'm going to be so happy that they'll talk about my favorite characters, Luffy, Zolo, <laughs> Nami, Chopper, and his doctrine. It's, you know, all that. But then surprise. You get none of that. Never will you be getting any of that. <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. It's just too much. That's too much content for me. Oh, thanks. You know what I'm going to be doing with all that content? I'm going to be just whew, not doing it. And I feel Although, I feel bad for the uh, the people in our our super secret supporter channel who are like, Woo, they're going to talk about One Piece. You should know by now. You should know me by now that there is no way even Matt cannot get me to watch One Piece, even an arc of One Piece. Yeah, should have uh, known Alex. something was something was pretty sussy baka about that. Oh my gosh, she just she just called you a sussy baka. Yeah, <laughs> Alex, I'm sorry. Alex got hyped about it. I said, Alex, there's no way you should know that. There's not gonna happen. I mean, I read the manga for One Piece, and that's what I do. That's that's me. I ain't making it my whole identity either. I just do what I do 
because I do it and it is done anyways. So, yep, we're reviewing the hit. The And you know what? Maybe this is better because I think a lot of you have really been sleeping on Tonari no Seinfeirudo. Uh, English name, of course, being my Eng- my neighbor Seinfeirudo. Um, <laughs> I I think it had an English release over here. Uh, Not sure. Um, it's made, before- but it's brought to us by Studio Castle Rock Entertainment. Who? Uh, oh gosh, didn't they do a? Gosh, what was that stupid? They did another show. Ca- Castle Rock Entertainment Productions did. A studio, gosh. Uh, well, they have a lot of TV shows and a good number of movies. Uh, they were behind the Green Mile with uh, uh, with Tomo Hankasu. Oh yeah, Hank's Tom. I that yeah, that was a solid Hank's Tom solid. And uh, what was that? Was it Mikey Clark Duncan? <laughs> yeah, I think they also did. Um, gosh, they did a lot of stuff, but they they just don't do too much anime, and which is surprising because I think they really kind of mastered the slice of life with Tonadi no Sign Feudo. Uh, it uh, and in case you don't know, and I'm assuming a lot of you don't, it ran on for nine seasons. Very. We're good. only doing the. Yeah, we're only doing the first one, though, because it's an OVA. Five quick episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find it on Netflix if you want to. Um, I don't know the English name. I, I know it's not my neighbor, Seinfeldudo, but, you know, you, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Yeah, Netflix will it blow out. it in your face the same way they do every single uh, Netflix anime. Yeah, you'll see it. Just go look up anime. Look up Tonadi no Seinfeldudo. You'll find it. Uh, but before we start talking about today's subject, uh, hello, Audrey. What have you been doing? Uh, let's see. So I've gotten into... Man, I really did have a, some stuff prepared of what I did this week, but I always forget. Dang. Uh, well, still car shopping. And, Ooh. Uh, Getting ready for my big vacation coming up next week. Ooh. And uh, then once once I'm done with that, then I'll start putting all the pieces in place for me for my big move. Lots of big stuff happening and uh, sort of stress me out. So I I uh, relax by playing games on my new laptop, trying out the PC Game Pass. Ooh. And yeah, it's really good. Really good. Oh, uh, absolutely! Mm-hmm. I have PC Game Pass, and I mean that's like all I play right now. It's fantastic if you don't have an Xbox, and even if you do have an Xbox, it's still good because they have some PC exclusives uh, on the Game Pass mm-hmm. for uh, those games that are unplayable on consoles, like Crusader Kings Three, and uh, yeah, for whatever reason, Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I, I don't know why. I'm just excited to play Flight Simulator because I get I get to fly a plane. I get to be an airline captain as my namesake. Wow. I had it. I had it. Had that downloaded, but I've never played it. Mm-hmm. I'll get there someday. I remember I used to play it. I think it was an older version. I could never get past the part with the glider. Mm-hmm. There was a mission where you had to fly into these different zones with the glider, and you have to take advantage of uh, airspeed currents and mm-hmm. certain directions. And I just could not nail it. 
Mm. I need propulsion. I need propulsion, Jerry. <laughs> I need propulsion, Jerry. Uh, What's the point of a glider anyways? You need a plane to get up in the air. And then you let it go, it just drifts on down. Just get a parachute. No, 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 no. You need to be falling with style. <laughs> that's what the point of... That's, you see, that's the whole point of the glider and the parachute. That's why they put designs on on parachutes, Jerry-san, so that you can go down with style. They don't put just anything. James Bond doesn't come out with a with just a regular black parachute. No, no, no. It's got the British flag on it because it's falling with style. And see, this is why I've got a new business, business, Jerry-san. You're going to design your own parachute. We're going to give you the fabric. We're going to give you the strings. We're even going to give you the plane so you can fly up in the air and jump out of the plane and with your very own parachute. You're going to give me the degree from art school, too? I don't know how to design a parachute. You'll be supervised. You'll have supervision. Oh, There'll be somebody watching you. Mm hmm. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be begging me to design your own parachute and jump out of a plane. You're gonna be begging. You're gonna be wish you got on the ground floor of this. Oh, all right, Kuramer. What have you been up to? I have been doing a whole lot of nothing, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, I did get food poisoning for the first time in my life ever last week. Yeah, and how'd that go? Boy, howdy. Was that a once-in-a-lifetime experience that I never want to do again? <laughs> I thought I was dying. I was looking up Google like, do I have appendicitis? Is this my <laughs> final hours? Because my body hurt. Everything hurt. My side hurt. I could, wouldn't stop vomiting and just every everything was coming out of everywhere tears you name it mm -hmm. and i did the cardinal sin of my um of my profession and i called out and didn't do anything with the call out time i just literally said i'm not coming into work and was actually sick and i felt like i was being i felt i felt nasty yeah using a sick day for actual sickness <laughs> i was disgusted with myself as i lied in bed thinking that this was my last hour can't believe i'm using this time off honestly <laughs> yeah it's like i can't believe i'm using a sick day because i'm sick this is stupid but um in all fairness i have started my seasonal far seasonal review i just finished my dress up darling the other day nice yeah i have uh i have gone through i've started my uh my super binge for our ah, upcoming seasonal review and uh it would be much easier if for whatever reason my internet is crapping the bed to an extreme level like uh, i've been hosting the uh a talk on titan streams which you can catch every sunday on our discord 8 p.m Lit literally the last one is coming up yeah come in for the season finale question mark but and uh, when I've been hosting these past few episodes, I've had to put it on auto so that it would take a quality buff, uh, a quality buffer instead of it stopping and I'd have to refresh. Mm -hmm. And it's been doing that with YouTube 
where it takes forever for it to actually load the video, I end up having to re refresh every video. Oh. And yeah, it keeps doing that with Verve, where I'll have it on auto quality and it keeps dipping every now and then. And if I keep it on 1080, then it just stops. Right. And it's fucking frustrating. This sounds it. My computer's hooked up to the damn Ethernet. I have a direct line to the internet. What's going on? I have a pipeline to the interweb. <laughs> this is going through I'm, wire, not through air. I'm straight. I'm straight connected to the cloud, Jerry son. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I feel for you. Um, I actually recently, since Verve basically said, "Hey, we uh." Go get yourself a Crunchyroll because we might not be a thing. Mm -hmm. I've been using Crunchyroll on my um, Switch. Yeah. Which has been going pretty well. It's been not having issues at all. But every now and then, if something buffers just a little second, then all the subtitles will be off by a nanosecond. And that infuriates me. Hate it. Oh, welcome to the Amazon Prime experience. Well, I mean, I expect better out of any service. But yeah, so I'm doing my seasonal catch up and... Next, I think I'm going to finish Sasaki and Miyano uh, hmm. because it's really cute. Really love it. It's adorable. And then we'll, we'll go where we go. And outside of that, I'm also catching up on some other anime, some older OVAs I said I was I would do, <laughs> like The Record of Lodos War and El Hazar. Yeah. I'm assuming it's called El Hazar because El, ha El Hazard just sounds <laughs> wrong. Uh, yeah, I think it's a, a safe bet with El Hazar. Yeah, I, somebody might correct me, but I am not calling this show El Hazard. <laughs> or, or, I, I don't know. And I, I recently got in kind of in a big manga sort of mood. I'm finished with Tokyo Mew Mew. Nice. Which, yeah, which I didn't experience when it was on um Four Kids as Tokyo Mew Force or whatever. Mew, Mew Mew Fighters, whatever it was called. Oh, yeah. It was some westernized name like Tokyo Power. Mew Power. It was something like Mew Power. I know Mew is in it. Because they were originally going to call it Hollywood Mew Mew. <laughs> Hollywood Mew Mew, yeah. And outside of that, I'm I'm also starting 20th Century Boys, Ooh. which is so good. You know, that, that mangaka is the same mangaka as Monster, and it's just absolutely nailing it in the best ways. You ever just see a panel of just of just a manga and know that there was time put into it, but not like a rigorous, you know, I'm dedicated to my craft in a real, almost psychological way. Yeah, it's just good. It's just a great read. And I'm gonna read it all. And I'm gonna get there. But I'm gonna get there. And video game wise, uh, Kirby, Kirby. Yeah, Kirby. But New Kirby game came out. For, for you uh, start sports on Kirby, I looked up some info on Tokyo Mew Mew. And you're right, they did try to call it Hollywood Mew Mew. Uh, and in other releases, they refer to it as the Mew Mews. But then <laughs> the they, Mew they published the series as Mew Mew Power. Mm. Mew Mew Power. <laughs> I just can't believe that people would be at one point, I'm watching Hollywood Mew Mew! I cannot believe Four kids existed. I mean, we didn't know it. We didn't know. They were actually going to originally license Tonadino Sign Feudo. Really? And it, 
Yeah, and it was going to be called My Super Best Friend Sign Ferudo. <laughs> yeah, look it up. You might it's, it's kind of it's kind of under, unknown knowledge though, so who knows. But Kirby, yeah, Kirby, Kirby, Kirby's Kirby. so great. This new Kirby game fills me with joy. I bet. Absolute joy. What's the craziest Love. thing you've transformed into so far? I have transformed well, one of my absolute one of my absolute just uh, weirdest moments was there was a it, uh, nothing in it is really weird I think as much you know the Carby thing was a meme mm-hmm. but now I'm actually playing it and it's just it, it's just fun but I think one of my wildest moments was just grinding on fighting this one boss over and over again mm-hmm. because I absolutely had to be, get I have to get all of the um the waddle dees <laughs> and I was I had just unlocked the super powerful sword and I just was struggling with this boss on the first end because I'm trying to do this run where you, runs where you don't get hit at all Ooh, in the yeah. game yeah and I just got the sword power up and I just spammed it until it died <laughs> and I said why this is dud this is this is a man's game yeah. <laughs> but in all seriousness, having a lot of fun with it. I I I'm almost already done with it, which is the the problem with the Kirby game. Mm-hmm. That it is very short. They're usually very short and to the point, but it's you know, it's better that you're having fun. It's better to have fun for a consistent 8 hours than to be on and off for 24. Exactly. It's even if a game is only five hours, if you're having fun for all five of those hours, that's better than having some fun in a 38-hour game. Yeah. And that's kind of what my, um, why I'm dropping off a little bit on that Guardians of the Galaxy game is, is because I just want to watch the cutscenes. Because <laughs> the gameplay is so boring, stale, and just uninspired. But... I mean, it, it is kind of fun to just make bad choices as Peter Quill, too. Yeah. So, anyways, that's it for me. Uh, let's go and talk about Tonari no Seinfeldo. Uh, when did this first air? Uh, first aired in 1989. Oh. Uh, the original air date for the first episode was July 1989, and then the next episode was in May of 1990. Just fucking wild. Hmm. I mean, well, they they you know they based it off the uh, the first episode was based off of um was based off a light novel, but then after that they took it from an actual the actual manga series because the light novel ended early. Mm-hmm. Um. So th- one of the unique things about Tonari no Seinfeldo is really just it is a show about nothing. You know, it's yeah. very it's very just a slice of life. You know, almost in the vein of Lucky Star. Yeah, actually, I actually kind of predates Lucky Star in that regard. I'm, Lucky Star took a lot from Tonari no Seinfeldo. I think that's something that's fair to say. Yeah, added more moe to it. Yeah, well, no, there's there's plenty of moe in this. You know, uh, Costanza-san uh, really is the original moe waifu, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Because before Costanza-san, uh, really, who did we have? Or Georgiou, if you would. I, I I respect Costanza-san. <laughs> 
But, I mean, who did we have before Costanza saw? We didn't have a whole lot. And, I mean, you also, like, we were talking before the recording, uh, we also have another waifu in the form of Kurama. Kurama. I can never say their name right. Kurama? Uh, uh, is it Kurama? I thought it was Kurama. Like, hmm. Uh, it depends Anyways. on who's saying it, I guess. I guess. But, yeah, this really revolutionized the slice-of-life anime, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah, because a lot of the anime that were around before you know, usually deal in some overarching narrative that the characters have to respond to. Then the uh, showrunners, Jerry Seinfeldo and Areri David, <laughs> they came, came at this and said, well, if we just make... A show about nothing, where these people are just talking along their everyday life, and we just make a show about that. And mm-hmm. I guess that's why they had just that uh, that test run with the light novel. I guess it was sort of a test run to see how it would do, and it did really well, enough to get four more episodes in the OVA, and then mm-hmm. nine more seasons after that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that that first this these first OVAs, uh, they kind of they're very hit and miss, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, I will say that I have seen a lot of the later episodes, and mm-hmm. it's hard not to compare these first ones with the later ones. But mm-hmm. there is like a slight tone difference. Like uh, with the later ones, you could tell they really hammered out. What works about the show, and mm-hmm. with these first five, you could tell what's sort of working out. Yeah, well, you you can honestly you, that is true. You see a lot of testing in this first season. I've seen you know I've seen them out of order too. Yeah, they they you know they would put these on a TBS's Anime Hour, mm-hmm. you know, late night TBS Anime. Uh, so I've seen a lot of the episodes just in passing. And these early episodes, I don't recall seeing hardly at all. Yeah. And there's probably a reason for that, because these episodes do have the characters, such as uh, Seinfeld-Odosan, not really how they normally act, especially in the form of uh, 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 Mm Costanza-san. He's actually successful, which is what is not part of... um, Costanza San's later identity, it is that he constantly must fail. And just like, uh, uh, what's the detective from uh, Lupin the Third? <sighs> the, uh, that's a good question. Anyways, I uh, like the. Uh, Craig, take a pause. It's uh, Zenigata. Oh, yeah. Just like Zenigata from Lupin the Third. Uh, at least from Castle Cagliostro, and this was after we watched Lupin the Third the First. Uh, Costanza San is surprisingly competent, mm-hmm. and it's also funny enough a similar similar effect where I know him more from later series than I do from his original showing, and I I, I don't know if it's not fair to say you got flanderized. Or maybe that's oh. just how his character developed. 
Well, it's like any slice of life anime. Eventually, you do just kind of have characters take on certain um certain core personalities because you don't know how to write them that well and it's just funnier to have them be these you know these flanderized characters you know it comes from ned flanders from the simpsons who originally was a character who was capable of being mean and hostile and not just being you know deadly diddly diddly dumbly diddly 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 doodly and now he's just a bible thumper now he's just a bible thumper and that's kind of what happened to costanza san but that is for the betterment, I think, because Georgiou, when he is successful, it feels gross. It feels wrong. Yeah, I did not know that he was part of a successful real estate venture. Mm-mm. And no, I, I mean, in later season, he lives with his parents, and it just feels gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels, unfortunately, relatable for him to be living with his parents. I I mean, Georgiou really looks like he lives with his parents, but the act, uh, but not the 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 dub actor. Well, did you watch the sub or dubbed? I watched it dubbed. The sub is really hard to find. Yeah, I found sub clips, but none of the I had to watch this dubbed. But the voice actor of of um the dub actor of of Jor- of Georgiou, um, what is his name? Al- Jason Alexander. Yeah, he is in his when he first was in the role. He was a real cute guy. <laughs> he was. He had a lot more hair than he does later on. Yeah, I mean, like by the end of season nine, when the, cute they were doing this. Ball. Yeah, he's cute, little cute old dub actor. Mm-hmm. But then by the end, he just looks like he just looks like a gross gremlin, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Also interesting to see that Irenu didn't show up in until the second episode onward. Weird seeing a person who, or a character who is like a core of this series, not show up for the first episode. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, and that, I honestly feel like it's, you know, 200% for the better because it ain't really is, a, a, if you, it was just the three guys, it would probably be a weaker, it'd be a lot weaker of a, uh, of a, of an anime. And I also had no idea that Irene and Jerry-san were uh, in a relationship. Completely mm-hmm. does not come up, which is fair. Once you, you know, are broken up for a while, why would you ever bring that up? Exactly. Personal experience, you just don't. <laughs> it just becomes lore. But hey, I mean, it is a real thing to like stay friends with your with your exes if they're fun enough people. And I feel like I could be. I feel like I'd still be friends with uh, with a uh, Benison if uh, you know, like if something like that happened. But also, I feel like I could never live in New York. (laughs) I feel so detached from the setting. I'm like, is this really how this goes? Yeah, not only the setting in place, but in time, because this takes place in the. Like, this is a released 1990, so this mm-hmm. is as the 90s are coming around, and, ooh, it's pretty old. Like, a lot of talk about, you know, masculine activities and having to man up and do, it's not, like, uh, tiptoeing around issues. That's like, ooh, that's not common uh, discussion these days. <laughs> No, it's not. It is 
it is almost a period piece. Yeah. Because there's that, you know, they have a, in this, this first uh, OVA series, they use the, uh, the Jetty um, comedian bits far more often, mm-hmm. un- unlike the other later seasons when it becomes a full on show. And they have that discussion about just, which is so dated to me about he's out. Everybody here is out. This is where we want to be. Where is the him? He's out. And which is so different because somebody not knowing where you are now is nigh impossible. Yeah. I, if you, Audrey, went to the store, somebody will know where you are. Although, and if I want, wanted to, I could find you. Although there was that one time where me, you, and Amelia were uh, in a call and I said, I'm in Detroit. And you're like, excuse me? <laughs> you're in Detroit alone? How did you get there? I flew on a plane. Did you have any points of contact? Yeah, that was wild. That was actually wild. Like, going to Detroit, just... Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I... Like, uh, there's so much collective consciousness that has just changed. Like, even if uh, there's not a method for someone to know where you are, just a uh, safety sake, you will tend to let someone know, hey, I'm going to be around this area, I'll be back around this time such and such Mm -hmm. yeah and even and even now if you something did happen you could just gps yourself Mm -hmm. you could be found there's a lot of things that just as a period piece makes this anime worth watching if you weren't coherent because i was you know like i was not around in the early 90s (laughs) coherently (laughs) so the thing about them calling their answering machines to check the mail yeah made me feel detached and plus the setting of of uh Seinfeldo's apartment did you see the computer Mm-mm. did you see that apple 2 no yes Seinfeldo-san has a apple 2 next to his his just his poster of a Porsche <laughs> just imagine going to someone's house and them in a in a in a niceish apartment and them having a poster of something like a Porsche it's are you are you 13 these days it'd be an anime poster i mean it'd be something mm-hmm. it wouldn't be that it would be a cod poster <laughs> something not a poster of a car Especially or maybe i'm just a talking car you to... can't really afford well I, it really does depend on the person like i've seen i've been in the house of someone whose parents were mechanics and they had uh posters of old bmws like the mm-hmm. very boxy ones the kinds you would see in rally races ah so it, it does depend but just going to a grown man like simon favorito's apartment and just walking in the first thing you see is a poster of a is a poster of a of a porsche which you know they they then later in later seasons they really they do a one camera sort of just focus mm-hmm but in this one, it kind of goes all over the place, which I really like. And, uh, yeah, Porsche's not really hot anymore. Just mm. too expensive. Not, so, en- not, enough, uh, not enough clout. 
Yeah. No, no. Speaking of someone who does not have any clout now, um, <laughs> uh, Kurema, Kurema is a uh, very weak in these first five episodes, almost as if they did not know if Kurema was just a gag or not. Yeah, he's. They got his weirdness right, but not hyperbolized as it is later. Like he's not bursting through the doors as he does in later seasons, but he still is carrying around bread in his pockets asking for meat. <laughs> I mean, Kurema is one of the best things about this show, mm-hmm. show which is weird, I guess. And because I, there's... Hmm? And honestly, it brings up an interesting, interesting point, because the show is called Tonari no Seinfeldo, translated My Neighbor Seinfeld. So really, this is taking out the perspective of Kramer song. I like to focus, I mean, I think it is more focused on a third party, Mm -hmm. the like a second sort of party who is eavesdrops on the conversation of the main four. Yeah. And that that is about them because it is, it it cannot be told from Kurema-san's perspective. It would be, it would be like, it'd be like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. (laughs) The man is on drugs, we're just not accepting it. I like to imagine that this entire series is the retelling of what Kramer thinks is going on in Jerry's and uh, Costanza-san's life. <laughs> and then he went to Vermont. <laughs> and it woman. rained. <laughs> in Vermont. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, goodness, the pizza, the pizza <laughs> bit, I don't know why, got me so bad. The, what was it, the, the Cramerica <laughs> Industries? Because yeah. it's believable nowadays, you would probably find some hipster establishment where, oh, so you can make your own artisanal pizza. What an experience. <laughs> and you, and you <laughs> pay, like, four times the cost, and you... And hipsters do it because the experience. I mean, that's so. That is such an. Ex- that's such a not modern experience, though. But I, in, I'd kind of want to do it. Put a pizza in a in a uh, Italian, brick uh, stonework pizza oven. Be pretty neat. <laughs> I mean, but the way the Kudama just describes it, you know, <laughs> just you're gonna beat the dough. We're gonna give you the sauce. You put your toppings and you put it in the oven, and it's just of going. You're gonna let these people put things in that oven? They'll be supervised. It's 600 degrees in there. <laughs> I I mean I I think it it would definitely be be a great idea now, and it would be such a hipster thing too, because they probably would give you your own your own sort of um chef wear, so you don't get your clothes dirty. <laughs> Your own little cheap chef's hat, mm-hmm. you know, and you would probably pay for different tiers of the experience, you know. Yeah. Like I don't know the bibbity bobbity boo experience. It, <laughs> it would be very touristy. Oh, absolutely! It would have to be somewhere that's like known for pizza, but maybe not Brooklyn. I don't know. I don't know anything about the New York area. But I just don't think that people, I don't think that people who live in Brooklyn would see a build your own pizza place and be like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. They'd be like, that's a tour. (laughs) Order a load of beluga. (laughs) What a load of beluga. (laughs) 
I know, no, what I, that's not very bada bing. And then someone go, it's not bada boom at all. <laughs> uh, that's something else that's really core of this series. There's the way that they all talk to each other. And I don't know if that's like a New Yorker special, like that's just how people talk, or if it's the way they wrote the dialogue for this show. But they got this way, Matt. They got this way. <laughs> The way they talk just gets in your head. It's infectious. <laughs> my thoughts just, they're just, they're just going in my head, Jerry son. <laughs> you start to watch a couple episodes, then you start talking like them. You start emphasizing your sentences. You start putting more attention on mundane things. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the fun <laughs> of the slice of life, isn't it? It is fun. It's <laughs> You just start going into that Seinfeld mode, and like people around you know, well, you know like, you, they know some, you're doing a bit. They know you're doing a, a Seinfeld thing if they're in the anime community. <laughs> but like, the, there's there's relatable things. Like you know, we're talking about the toxic masculinity that's kind of per- permeates through some of these episodes, mm-hmm. like the male unbonding one. Yeah. Where, uh, what is it? Uh, Seinfeld is trying to stop being friends with Hornick, mm-hmm. Horneku. And Horneku. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? You good? I needed a moment. <laughs> I said Horneku, and then I just thought of a chicken extending its next to- neck to maximum and going caca. <laughs> Anyways, pre- returning to the previous discussion. Um, yeah, when he's trying to <laughs> stop being friends with Horneku. Horneku. Just say Horne- Horne- No, I'm, I'm committed to, to saying the Japanese names. The Joel sign. <laughs> and Joel's like, you can't do this to me. I thought we were friends. And the, there's the bit, the, the Seinfeld stand-up bit where you say, like, there's just some friends you'll never, you'll always have. And I said, they really are. Yeah. You don't contact them, they'll contact you. That's the thing. Well, a lot of the show is very detached as far as location and time there are still some things which are very relatable and very applicable the mm-hmm. the whole trying to unfriend a friend and how there's mm-hmm. there's there really is no procedure and it's always no. going to be awkward it, it, you really just can't break up like in this i can't just go hey audrey mm-hmm. i think we need to see other friends what do you mean? I I just think that, you know, we're in different places in our friendship. But, I'm But you're my just, best friend. I invite you to my bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> That's another th- I just feel like as someone who comes from the southern United States, mm-hmm. some of this stuff just feels weird. I'm like, I don't know any Jewish people. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's like, I know there's Jewish people in Alabama, but they are a very uh, far, few and far between, at least until you get to like areas like Birmingham. Yeah, they're not communally Jewish in the fact that where their culture, their mannerisms can stay inclusive without being diluted into like a typical New York or whatever. But in Alabama, you know, you'll have one Jewish family for five communities and they will get diluted with that 
with that sweet, uh, that sweet sugar tea. I absolutely believe that if my family knew a Jewish person, they would introduce them as a Jew. <laughs> they would. Absolutely. I'm not wrong. They would be like, here's my friend. Here's my friend, Robert. He's a Jew. And that would be the only thing that they did. Because that's like what my dad. Well, that's because my dad might be a little racist. <laughs> but he would introduce. He'd be like, talk, every time he'd talk about his friend, uh, his friend, his name was like Short or something. He'd be like, yeah, my friend's Short. He's black. And I'm like, that's not a necessary part of the story. Short's <laughs> identity does not need to be established for this, this story to be continued. Mm -hmm. But he would do that if he had a Jew friend. He'd be like, yeah, my friend Robert, he's a Jew. The same thing with if he had a friend who was, you know, a friend who was a Muslim, he would do the same thing. Although that's different because my dad is most certainly racist. I think now I'm looking at it. <laughs> I can believe it. Yep. The one time I've met your dad, I can. I don't think I even met your dad. I was just in his house with you while you were getting some of your things, and I could feel. It. Yeah. Yeah, my dad sets up his house uh, to be very um uninviting. Nah. Yeah. Kind of an uninviting man, really. Mm -hmm. Doesn't welcome people to be his friends. So actually, this entire story doesn't really hold up because he's talking about having friends. Uh Bazinga. Who <laughs> But going back uh to the story, I just can't believe some of the incidents that happen. And maybe that's the appeal. Because originally we were debated between doing Tonari no Sanferudo or, or what was it? Uh, Kingu, Kingu no Hill? Yeah. And they, I mean, like, it's two different worlds. But honestly, I feel like if you were from a more northern area and you watched Kingu no Hill, you would be just as off-put. You'd be like, are they literally like that? And it's, yes. <laughs> that is the style of the time. It really is. It really is. Like watching so, King of No Hill, uh, a lot of Southern sentimentality, like, oh, hey, you're working on something? This was brought up in Seinfeld, too. If if a guy's working on something, other guys will just check it out. I, there was a, a post from Reddit uh, where in Italy, they had a construction area and they had the uh, the area fenced off as you do for safety reasons, and there were a bunch of old guys just standing outside the fence watching, not doing anything, or just standing there like they got nothing but better to do in their fucking lives but stand there and watch some people work. Okay, and, all right. And then was and there were posts going on about how these old men would try to give pointers on how these professional construction crew should do their fucking job. And they had their own unique Italian name for them. And if you would give me a moment, I could find this name for you. But why is that such a thing for old guys to just hang around? Okay, as a as a man, I I have to notice that this is something that even I do. Yeah, is if somebody is working on something, even if I have no experience, I don't know what they're doing. My body innately draws me over there to watch and make a make a comment. And I'm not even a helpful comment. You know, it's not even not even like a good comment. I would watch my um, I would watch like 
one of my roommates work on his car and I would just be like, so how's it going? And he would say, it's going. And I'd say, uh, how's the engine working? <laughs> and he's like, it's not an engine problem, Matt. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that engine will get you. <laughs> That's So they're called Umarel, an Italian word for men of retirement age who spend their time watching construction sites, especially road works, stereotypically with hands clasped behind their back and offering unwanted advice. Its literal meaning is little man, terms employed as lighthearted mockery or self-deprecation. And I posted an image in the uh, host chat for you, Matt. I'm going to see some old man that I've seen before. and uh, <laughs> That is, yes, yeah. that is, that is a Southern thing, too. Because they do the same thing. They put their hands behind their arms, lean forward, you know, say something like, is there oil in the engine? <laughs> like, yes, there's oil in the engine. Do you think I'm dumb? Do you think I don't know how an engine works? Because I don't. I don't know how an engine works. I'm telling you, Jerry, <laughs> engines just work. They just work. But that still ha it's, it's ladies. You think mansplaining only happens to you, but it also happens to to other guys. It's just it's yes, just this it feeling of superiority of like trying to block the the big brain dick on other people. Say, I know more about this than you do. Let me help you. You obviously need it. Like when my truck started leaking oil, and it was making that click clacky sound when the engine's running. Or like. It, you know the sound if you heard it. If the cars run low on oil, then you know it's the last dying breath of a car. And then someone else from work says, you need to get you some oil in there. And I'm like, I fucking know. I put oil in it last week and it's gone. Oh my god! It sputtered out. That's just the nature of the beast, though. Is that everybody has to say something about it. No one can just let you do your thing. Yeah. Especially not in this area. You can't do anything. And that's kind of what the the, the thing about Seinfeld kind of felt like a special... Seinfeld felt kind of a special attachment. Because that's just how it is. Yeah. You would have these characters talking about something that bothers them. And you're like, it really is. like It do be like that. It <laughs> do be like that. She screams at the she screams at the TV. It be like that too much. <laughs> Throw throws TV through the window. It be like that way too much. Oh. But it's just like a uh, episode 3 the robbery when they're all looking at the apartment and uh Stanza san is talking to Jerry Coon. And saying, well, if you don't want it, then I'll take it. But if you want it, then I don't want it. I'll just say you want it and you can have it. I don't want it. But if a situation arises where you don't want it, then I would want it. Gosh, that is such a very thing. Mm -hmm. Also, did did you watch the extended version of that scene? Or the regular version? Uh, I watched the version that was on Netflix, maybe. In, in okay, so I got the um so i actually for this scene in particular uh because originally one of the things that they didn't know for the light novels is this was going to be a hard slice of life or it was going to be very action oriented mm -hmm. but during that coin flip 
Jetty and Costanza. Costanza actually activates his Costanza, and <laughs> it's called New Kids on the Block, <laughs> and it causes him to choose if if it's a day that ends on a Y, he could positively influence <laughs> games of chance. But then, <laughs> wait, wouldn't it, wouldn't it rather be called Serenity now or Uchimama? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's called New Kids on the Block. <laughs> but then Jared counters with his Costanza called Crypto Crypto Naito <laughs> and blocks Costanza's ability. But that's only in the highly extended edition, and I just thought I should mention that. I might have to catch it on a Blu-ray. You should. I recommend it. I was like, is this a JoJo reference? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh, yeah. And then there's that later coin flip where they're creating all these rules. It hits a table, then falls on the floor, and uh, Costanza's son loses. It's like, no, that doesn't count. Uh, No, it hit the table. (laughs) And they pull out this fun little game, which uh, I never heard of before, but apparently they both. Put forth a hand, kind of like rock, paper, scissors, and they hold, sorry, rock, paper, scissors. Keep slurring over my words. Mm -hmm. And they put out their hand with any number between one and five for the fingers. And however Mm -hmm. much both people have, whether it's even or odd, then the whoever called evens, whoever called odds gets a point. Which is a fun little game. I'd like to try that sometime. We would absolutely do bad at it. We would like, uh, let's see, five, four, nine. That's uh, odd. So I had odds, right? You had odds. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what would happen. No, no. Um, I had odds. No, you didn't have odds. I had odds. <laughs> it would turn into Squid Game. <laughs> And they'll be, why don't we just play rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> yeah, I never had heard that before. Honestly, I was kind of like, it sounded like they were playing like actual, um, actual, you know, rock, paper, scissors that's kind of more prevalent in Japan, you know, because this is a Japanese anime. Yeah. So I thought they were going to do the point to the left and, you know, he'd look to the <laughs> left and, but then they were doing something else. And I said, what is, what in tarnation? Oh yeah, rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock and other variations. Oh uh, yeah. That 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 would if we ever if we ever cover more uh yeah, I don't know. Next I think next we'll do King Uno Hill if we do this again. Maybe. I feel like there's a lot more we could do with King Uno King Uno Hill, mostly because it deals with an area more our specialty. Mm-hmm. But but this was the but there's still more things that was really really interested in this as well. Yeah. Uh the apartment thing I thought was interesting. Mostly because I've never really apartment shopped. Every single time I've gotten an apartment, it's been decided for me. I mean, in this it's... economy, you take what you can get. In this economy, you just be lucky you have a roof. <laughs> this economy, you're lucky to find an offer. Shit, I find an apartment on rent.com. I refresh the page and it's taken. Damn. Slow. Is that is that really the case? Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm herp- I'm hyperbolizing, Matt. <laughs> I'm hyperbolizing. It's for the joke. 
I just, I just, I've never really gone, again, never really gone apartment hunting. It's just been, here's the apartment. There you go. Enjoy. Honestly, I haven't either. I've always moved in with other people. Mm-hmm. And it's been like, hey, uh, I want to move down here. You know a person? Oh, yeah, I know a person. I just move in with them. <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's basically how i win i said i need to move here i don't know how to move here someone i have a place all right here we go yeah just crash uh you won't pay your portion you won't be on the lease and you won't pay your fair portion of the rent you'll just pay a little bit less and uh just don't tell the landlord (laughs) basically I i think that's my current living situation with austin it's it's their house they own it and I I don't know how they file their taxes with me paying rent. I don't know what their situation is, but I have no idea if the uh, home, home if the homeowners association even knows I exist. Like the uh, when they have their forum publication of like updating with the uh, owners list with phone numbers and emails, which side note they're not really supposed to do. It's kind of a violation of prop privacy but who am i to say uh they do not ask for my information like they will ask for Alyssa's uh uh, information to kind of update the records if not asked for me i do not know if they know if i live here (laughs) i've lived here for like two years now i mean uh, that's that that's that's showbiz baby and like for a year and a half i was just driving back and forth they people would see me regularly with my alabama license plate that's expired oh my goodness you just <laughs> i am every, a creature you 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 sure are <laughs> you're a you're you're there you're there kudama <laughs> Oh my god, I am. You really are. You slip in. You just slip into the scene and you say, "I've got to go watch this. I've got to go watch this incest anime." <laughs> and they look at you. Why? Uh, Matt goes downstairs. <laughs> it's for this podcast, Jerry. We're gonna make it big. We're gonna make it big. We're gonna we're gonna cover all the incest anime. That's not. That's something that this just appeals to too many people. But stop being covered. We're gonna. We're I'm gonna going now with the <laughs> Audrey America Industries <laughs> runs downstairs, hits head on its head on the uh gosh, the one time I visited your your place and I just smashed my head downstairs. I mean it's a low ceiling. I did I just assume all ceilings will accommodate me and then I am consistently wrong. Well you're very tall. That's the opposite attitude you should have. No, but you know the scene that the, the scene, wow. The the <laughs> the door that goes into your little basement area and I just ran down because for one thing, this is a if it was if it was her place, Audrey's place, I'd say you have to see it because there's this furry butts poster <laughs> that leads down these stairs. Mm-hmm. And I saw it and I was like, Oh, bad thoughts are coming in. <laughs> and I ran downstairs and and there's a swerve to the right, and I went too far right and just bumped my head into this um this overhang. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I didn't do it once, but I did it twice. 
<laughs> Which should have taught me better. Hmm. So what else we got? What I got about season one of Seinfeld? Uh, there's a bit from the first episode which I could feel related, uh, some kind of relation to, where misreading intentions uh, mm-hmm. about what's okay, what's not, like the whole, oh, I got this girl coming over, she wants to stay with me, and like the whole figuring out what the signals are. Mm-hmm. And putting a, a second bed out just in case she's not comfortable. Like, I get that. And I hear uh, Costanza Sai say, don't give her the option. And Kramer comes in, don't give her the option. <sighs> I feel that too. Like, if it's... If if they're asking, come over and stay at my place, do they mm-hmm. know that I only have one bed? And if they don't, would it be too presumptuous for me to just have one bed and that double assumption that we both have expecting them to sleep with me or would it it would also be rude if it looks like oh well you can just sleep on the couch Mm -hmm. i i mean i i just think it's you have to kind of assume that you're going to be sleeping somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a really scummy move. And I guess that's kind of, even in the early episodes was kind of a focus that these are bad people. <laughs> yeah. They're awful people. Like for example, that very last episode, which has some early, the, the stock tip or whatever mm-hmm. that has some very early signs of, uh, Costanza son's, uh, eventual descent into true buttholery where he takes the tip back even though having $8,000 in profit mm-hmm. after looking at the bill, which <laughs> which I feel is very true because every time I, you, I go to a restaurant, I'm like, food's so good. Order more. Order more. I love this. This is great. Yeah. And then the bill comes and I'm like, why? Why did I order so much? Hate myself. That's the great thing about these stand-up bits they have in this OVA that mm-hmm. all, of, all of this show... Is what Jerry Son uses as material for his shows, and then these uh, stage shows get to act as sort of an inner monologue of how he feels about these situations, and also work as a kind of an appetizer for the content we're about to get. Mm-hmm. Like it is very true when you're eating, you're like, "Oh, this is wonderful! More, please!" the The sky is the limit, and then you get the bills like. I did not need that much food. I've made a huge mistake. Mm. I could start again a million miles away. Wait. <laughs> you know who's also not in the first season who is uh, is surprising as well? Newman. <laughs> <laughs> you just had the gun loaded. You. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering it too. And it's obviously not too surprising, but I thought, you know, I thought he would have been in these early episodes with mm-hmm. how much of a dynamic he has with Jerry Son. It's like, hello, Jerry. Hello, Newman. I mean, there's 
there's several core characters that I mean, you do have to build characters in a cast. You know, a lot of the characters that are important now in uh, <laughs> Attack on Titan were not there early on. Mm-hmm. Some of the characters but, that were here early on are not anymore. Uh, Bazooper. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that I was waiting the entire time for Newman's son, mm-hmm. and then I kind of was expecting a little bit of a thing from Uncle Leo. <laughs> Also, they did a different dub actor for um for Jerry Son's dad. Really? Yeah, did you see? Yeah, Jerry Son's dad's not the same actor. Like the voice is different. Hmm. I think that yeah, they did. You you, it's kind of a low detail, but I I recognized it. Oh well, who's the uh the usual dub actor? I don't know. We'll find out. Gosh, why I have Back up your facts with sources, Libtar. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, did you... Craig, you... Excuse me? Craig, cut that out. Matt, yeah, Craig, continue. Cut that. Yeah, uh... Anyways... The first appearance, it was Phil Bruns, and then it was replaced with Barney Martin as a different, so a different actor. So yes, I have facts for my feelings. Okay, sir, 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 sir. Now I'm doing bad things. It was supposed to be sarcastic, but now I've backed myself into a corner, ma'am. Yeah, I noticed that you kept going. I'm like, ooh, I am becoming less okay with this. Well, it was supposed to be sarcastic, and then I caught myself, and then mm-hmm. I was like, well, here I am. I've already shot myself in the foot. Let's do it. Craig, cut that misgendering out. Craig, just cut it all out. We cut this whole episode out. Cut this. <laughs> just, just never more. This is this is a bad. This is a bad episode. Good anime. Bad episode. Just like the characters. <laughs> Good show. Bad people. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which we should also do. Uh, Sunny No Philadelphia? Yeah. <laughs> uh... Not every anime matters, just now, no noun. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> We're not watching Theory No Big Bang? <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. This is like the shit for like non-anime fans. For like, oh yeah, that's a that, that does sound like an anime name. Uh, what do you mean? I'm not wrong. <laughs> no, what are we gonna? Then after that, we, we, are we, are we, what else are we gonna cover? Are we gonna do uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do what? We're gonna do development, no arresting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so funny. <laughs> Every day I come into this recording studio and I lay down gold, and you throw it away. You throw it away. Is that a arrested development skit? No, I don't. I've only seen. I haven't even finished the first season of Arrested Development. I was gonna say we're gonna watch Communa No Tea. What about Nine Nine No Brooklyn? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh God. <laughs> Brooklyn No Tea. <laughs> 
I am composed. I have drank some gamer juice, so now my heart is beating at its regular 140 beats per minute. God damn. Look at some gurgling there. Yeah, I like downed it. I was like, yay, gamer fart flavor. <laughs> gamer fart. This, okay, there's literally a gift flavor that I have. That's it's, this is from I say I call it gamer juice, but it's called gamer subs, gamer which is what? Worse. subs like gamer supplements. Oh my god! Like I am taking, I'm doping so I can get a kill streak in Halo. <laughs> but anyways, uh, they have a flavor called guacamole gamer fart. <laughs> Nine thousand, sorry. I can't believe you are ingesting this into your body. I hate my body. With consent. I've put far worse in my body for far more consent, and that's called anything I consumed at Taco Bell. Which gave me food poisoning, by the way. Yeah, I was. Yeah. About, uh, I forgot to ask, for the audience's sake, what gave you food poisoning? It was Taco Bell. <laughs> Not surprising. And you say, like, how can you know that Taco Bell gave you food poisoning? Well, my roommate and I ate the same things, except Taco Bell one afternoon. And uh, who got food poisoning? It was me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, fairly certain it was Taco Bell. Thank you, Taco Bell. No more. I'm not going down anymore to go get me a blast. Peggy, I'm about to go down to Taco Bell and get me a blast at some some of those fries that are like nachos. You're like, what are they called? Before I got the sickness, mas. Now, <laughs> no mas. <laughs> I used to live mas, but as I was on that bed sweating and pooping and <laughs> farting and vomiting, I was like, tonight, I die mas. <laughs> I li I was like today we end this we end my fight. Oh, and something else about Taco Bell I really needed to make known. Yeah, meanwhile Bobby in the corner. Hey Dad, <laughs> I'm okay. Dad, could you just make sure you renew the Crunchyroll so I can watch Kita 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 Pretty Cure a la mode. <laughs> And he, <laughs> Hank, I'm stealing this from a meme, obviously, goes, Now, Bobby, let me tell you about a real wife who you need to take care of. Her name is Responsibility Chan. <laughs> and as long as you take care of her, you'll always have the power-ups you need, the key you need to beat your freezers. <laughs> Dad, it's, Dad, it's a magical girl show. <laughs> this is what Bobby sounds like. I'm not wrong. I'm okay, Dad. Is this after Bobby had to had to smoke fourteen packets? Oh yes, after that one episode. Dang, what is up with these for these the first season of uh, King Goo King Goo no, no Hill also has like seven episodes. That's, they just that's American television. They gotta throw out some test stuff. Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not watching American television. Uh, okay, this is yeah, an sure. anime. Whatever. You shut up. Okay, Craig, cut this out, I guess. I gotta stay in the bit. Uh, this is a serious podcast, and you keep breaking continuity. And you know what? I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm getting tired of you, Jerry. Okay, what else do okay. you want to say about uh, Tonari no Seinfeld? Uh, 
I just want to say one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. It's the greatest slice of life ever, and you need to go watch it. Yeah. You want me to give are we giving scores? Uh yeah, we'll give a score. So in my time being an anime fan, I've seen many things. I've seen countries rise and fall. I've seen empires girth up and girth down i've seen men become kings kings become men queens become kings and kings become queens and i for one am very proud of the lgbtq community for it and i have to say that for everything that has happened that all the anime i've watched all the suffering all the glory all the lone kingdoms that waste away in the sand i have seen no anime as good as tonari no sign ferudo i wish i could give this a 11 out of 10 but quite simply the american numbering system because america invented numbers look it up people they just didn't give enough so i give this i give it a 11 out of 20 i mean <laughs> you know what 11 out of 20 i've decided it there i've ripped i have in my anger ripped out the 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 the, the holders for my arms that they call on chairs the holder of arms <laughs> the armrest my Fury, I, I just... um, fucking Constantine comes up and it's like, how girthy is your empire, bro? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, for the first five episodes of this series in the OVA, it was a good. Uh, you, well, you can see the core stuff of what happens in the rest of the series, and it's all good stuff. While a lot of it is dated, it uh, it still holds up for its relatability in interpersonal, uh, like content trends, conflicts, and sometimes, uh, in dealing with institutions that still survive today. Like, uh, I've never been to a dry cleaners before, but. I imagine dry clearance have not changed in the past 30 years. And I'm sure they have some bants about post offices when Newman comes along. And, uh, and yeah, I'm sure the post office going to that today would be pretty similar in experience. So. Oh, fuck. I, I give Tonari no Seinfeld no OBA. 7 out of 10. Dang, you sound exhausted. I am. I'm... I need some... I need some food. Alrighty, then. I laugh too much. My head is starting to hurt a bit. I don't know if I took my medicine this morning. Take your medicine. Take your foods. Take your... Take it all in. And speaking of taking it all in... <laughs> Speaking of taking it all in, we have been the Otaka Melancholy Podcast. Hey, both of the We have been your hosts, Matt and Audrey. Catch us every Sunday at our website at otakamelancholy.com, where you can find our previous episodes and the other sites where we're hosted Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and the like. Uh, you can also find links to our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. Yes, join the Discord and tell us how much you enjoyed the first season of Tonari no Sainte Rudo. 
and we will uh you know i don't know we'll, we'll talk about it we'll talk about you on the podcast yeah probably not anyways today's quote actually comes from the original creator of tonadi no sign sign jerry uh, as he has once said, anime is like a game of chess, except the board is flowing water, the pieces are made of smoke, and no move you make will have any effect on the outcome. Damn. Powerful stuff. Uh, bye-bye. Take care. Agavate. Uh, Agavate. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>